Hi everyone, this is Matt Price, host of Dynasty Game Night. My co-host John Bosch and I created this podcast for one reason, to focus on fun. After all, fun is the reason we all started playing fantasy football in the first place. I love games of all sorts, card games, board games, video games, really any kind of game you can think of. So one day, John and I decided it was time for a podcast where we just play games. You might learn something along the way, but you won't find much hard-hitting analysis here. Check out all the other incredible podcasts DLF has to offer for that sort of thing. On Dynasty Game Night, our primary focus is to entertain. So if you like playing games or watching game shows, this might just be the podcast for you. We'd love for you to give it a listen and play along with the contestants and maybe even win a chance to be on the show. Chicken a crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, play run fold, so. Jake on the table and Nate on the play, so. Pete enumerates the plays, they're analytical. Picking my nose, don't really know if I like that. Picking their brains, got their lanes, but I like that. Picking these guys, all of these times, all of these nice stats. Picking apart, the film is an art, always a fight back and forth. There is no order, they disorder more and more because the players ain't no older. They some hoarders or some mortars, dropping bombs without no borders. They got that eye like mortar, peak grinding numbers like molars. I don't know anymore, I am at a crossroads. Chicken a crow, chicken a crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, player unfolds, so. Jake on the table and they on the place, so. Pete enumerates the plays, they're analytical. Chicken a crow, chicken a crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, player unfolds, so. Hello and welcome back to the Dynasty Crossroads. My name is Peter Howard at PA Howdy on Twitter. I'm normally joined by my co-host at Jake Anderson at Jake Anderson FF. Uh, unfortunately, we have had a lot of trouble with our schedule lately. Um, mostly me because I'm working a lot of nights last couple of weeks, so we haven't been able to record. So I thought what I'd do since we said last show that um, our plan was for me to look over Jake's ranks and criticize his the same way he tore mine apart. So uh, I'm going to look at the ranks that he sent me and try to comment on them a little. And it should help not having him here, frankly. So uh, there'll be no defense uh, of anything that he might have got wrong. What Jake has done, like I've changed my draft board into uh, ADP with positional rankings. So you can see where my positional rankings are different from ADP. Because I think that's going to just be a more useful way of looking at it for this year's rookie draft. Where everyone's in it to take their shot. And you don't kind of don't want to overdraft the player um, more than you want to reach for a player, which is a little unusual for me in a rookie draft, to be honest. But what Jake's done for the same reasons, I assume, is put them in tiers rather than produce a rankings list. So he's got tier one to eight and um, with all positions included. Um, and he's just listed his player. So I'm going to briefly go over who's in his tiers and then get a comment on a few of the players that for me seem a, a little ill-tiered. Um, if that's how you say it, ill-tiered, badly ranked, ill-tiered, it'll have to do. So uh, his tier one is only one player, and it's Kyler Murray. Tier two is Josh Jacobs and Nikhil Harry. In tier three, he has DK Metcalf, David Montgomery, Miles Sanders. In tier four, he has Paris Campbell all by his lonesome. Tier five, he has AJ Brown, TJ Hawkinson, 
In tier 6, he has Andy Isabella, Marcus Brown, Debo Samuels, and Daryl Henderson. In tier 7, he has J.J. Siegel Whiteside, Daniel Jones, McCall Hardman, Hakeem Butler, Drew Locke. And finally, in tier 8, he has Justice Hill and Alexander Madison. If you want to see Jake's tiers instead of just trying to keep up <laughs> with me reading the list, then he's posted them on Twitter. I'm sure if you ask him, he'll even post the picture again. And if you won't, I'll do it, just in case he's now ashamed of them, as he should probably be. Not really. They're, they're pretty, they're, they're very good tiers. Um, but I do have a few things I want to point out. One is that Kyler Murray right now is being strongly overvalued in Dynasty. He's currently um, quarterback 14 in Dynasty League football's overall ADP. So he's being drafted as a quarterback 14. Since 2000, only 15 players have had over 3,000 passing yards in their rookie seasons. One of them was Geno Smith. One of them was Derek Carr. One of them was Ryan Tannehill. And one of them was Brandon Whedon. We're not talking about high level of production here. Um, and only 15 out of something like 67 quarterbacks, so 23%, have actually produced over 3,000 yards. Now, almost all but three or four of those players were drafted in the first round. Most of them were drafted in the first three or four picks, and that's why they were thrown in and asked to um, accrue yards. I mean, Ryan Tannehill was drafted um, within the first eight picks, for example. So Kyler Murray fits the definition of a quarterback likely to come in and put over three th up 3,000 yards. However, 3,000 yards isn't what you want if you're drafting at quarterback 14. You want over 4,000, or at least over 4,500. For example, Baker Mayfield threw 3,700 yards last year and finished as a quarterback 16, so two spots below where Kyler Murray is currently being ranked. Now, with Dynasty ADP, we're also valuing what his future may be. But as this list shows as well, they can be fairly productive in their first year and still turn out not to be a great long-term Dynasty asset. Now, I'm on board with Kyler Murray being in the first tier, but I just think we might be jumping the shark a little bit with his overall ADP. If I look at Fantasy Pro's ADP, which is much more redraft focus, is currently QB 22, which seems a lot more reasonable. Um, QB also holds value year to year. So again, I'm very happy with him being in the first tier. I just wanted to put a bug anywhere about our likely expectations for his first year with all the talk of you know the air raid offense and the love for Christian Kirk, which is all very justifiable. And Andy Isabella and um, and Larry Fitzgerald, of course. So I, I love all of that. I just, you know, let's not overdraft them. Let's not draft them where we hope they can finish. Let's draft them where um, there will be a value if they finish where we hope they can. Tier 2, Nikhil Harry just seems too low to me. He's the only other prospect with that clear-cut likelihood to succeed. Like with Kyler Murray, I'm not expecting much. I can see that there is a potential bust rate. Both of those are true with Nikhil Harry too. Um, I, do, I don't really understand why we put him in Tier 2 unless it's a value issue for Jake. And maybe he can comment on that at some point. Um, maybe I'll record his own solo show. I'm not sure. Um, he's got him in the tier with Josh Jacobs. And I understand, I think I understand this well, where he's got all the draft capital you can want and none of the production. Still, draft capital and opportunity matter most for running back. So I have him with my running back one as well. But with his athleticism concerns and his lack of production, that's just pushed him down into tier two. And I think that's very justifiable. He does have him over Sanders and Montgomery, who's fallen to Tier 3 for him. Um, I've seen a lot of people draft Sanders above Jacobs, and that makes sense to me too. Um, Jacobs, 
Jake is very firmly putting Jacobs above Sanders. For me, I take Jacobs above Sanders and Montgomery, but I'm not, I don't think I have a clear tier separation between the two. DK Metcalf finishing the third tier, I'm fine with, to be honest with you. But I think if he's in the third tier, then AJ Brown, Andy Isabella, and even Debo Samuels belong in there. So that seems like either... I don't think it's an overrank of DK. I just think it's a devaluation too far for me. And I mean, AJ Brown's in tier five, and Isabella and Debo are in tier six. So we're clear two tiers below Metcalf. And I just don't think uh, their production and their likelihood to succeed hold up to that. Or they don't, for me at least. But we all know Jake loves DK Metcalf, so that probably makes sense. His tier four, I I disagree with all of it. And it's only one player, right? But I I, like strongly hate his tier four. Like he should, um, Paris Campbell is his entire tier four. For me, if you have AJ Brown in tier five and Isabella and Samuel in tier six and Campbell's got to come after that. Um, he had an age 21 breakout in college. Uh, about 7.1% of players with an age 21 breakout break out for a top 24 season in uh, the NFL. That's just a really low number. And if we do break it down by draft round, that gets even worse. Like 30% of players drafted in round two have actually broke out with that breakout age in the NFL for a top 24 season. That's less than everyone else that Jacob ha- Jake has ranked in lower tiers. Now I get Jake's valuing his tape evaluation, and he's also building in landing spot. Um, AJ Brown's gone to Tennessee behind a bunch of people. Paris Campbell goes to Luck behind a bunch of people as well. Actually, I don't understand why those guys are any more quagmire than Paris Campbell is. So I don't think this is um, player-based. I don't think this is landing spot-based. I think this is Jake's evaluation of the player right the potential for Paris Campbell and based on his production I simply don't see that same potential and his tier six is fine I I think like I said Isabella for me should be up there in tier three with uh, Metcalf Samuels should as well Marcus Brown being here because of his draft capital makes perfect sense along with Daryl Henderson I've got no problems here J.J. Siegel-Whiteside might be the guy I have to, you know, stand on the hill with this year because he continually gets underrated. Um, again, wide receivers aren't, uh, rookies in general aren't likely to produce in their first year. I get that. Um, uh, Whiteside's going to a much more cloudy situation with Philadelphia. Um, but he's got as good, if not better, draft capital than everyone above him. Did better in production than all but three players above him. Um, just at why just at the wide receiver position, yeah, um, like I kind of love the value I'm getting on JJ Sake Whiteside and Dress, and Jake is following through. I think with where JJ um, is falling in rookie drafts by putting them in the seventh tier. I completely agree with everyone else in this tier, though. Daniel Jones, McCourt, Hardman, Hakeem Butler, Drew Locke. Take your shot, but you know realize you're talking about a low tier player terms of likelihood or i guess these are likelihood to succeed categories i'm not sure it'd be interesting how jake views what these categories are meant to symbolize because obviously they're not a straight draft order it's just quality of player maybe likelihood to succeed or at least that's how i'm taking it in that way i think um tier eight uh, the only correction I wouldn't correct anything in tier 8. I like his grouping here. I would say that Justice Hill seems to stand out as a better value, just based on landing spot. Um, Not draft capital. I think he was drafted lower than Alexander Madison. Er Smith was drafted higher, but he's a tight end, less likely to produce. More likely to hold value, though. 
Singletary, I don't like his college production very much. But again, he went to a team with a need behind LaShawn McCoy. And he was he had decent production numbers in some ways. Madison also being in here is fine by me. Like Wrong landing spot, um, wrong draft capital, but solid production. Uh, I get it. Um, but Justice Hill going to Baltimore, that just seems like a more open depth chart than everyone else in this tier. And he's at the top of the tier, to be fair. I just think I would separate out Hill a little bit, purely based on landing spot. But, you know, draft capital rightly pushes him down the tiers overall here. So I guess that's it. That's, that's, that's just me looking over Jake's tiers. I like a lot of what he's done here. I think the reasons were different on players have long been established as while well. we were talking about our rookie evaluations and Jake's following through with again his process and he's done a really good job um, and again I like the way he's tiered them instead of coming up with a rankings list I think if you go look and save this picture because you want to know what Jake thinks while you're drafting I think this is a lot more utilitarian a lot more useful than just a simple rankings list it gives you an idea of how he values them doesn't tell you where you should draft them which is different from one rookie draft to another so check it out uh on his timeline or you know on mine or you know ask us and we'll post it again just in case it's hard to find i hope this you know makes up for us being a little late in, in our podcast this week and that lateness might continue as i continue to work nights but we're really going to work on trying to figure out a better schedule for us so we can keep up with our podcasting um, schedule. One a week, preferably posted on the weekend when everyone else has already finished podcasting. So there's something to listen to um, during that uh, podcasting dead zone that's been going on for so long. Uh, thanks for checking us out. Um, I found Jenks ranks really interesting actually and uh it was a lot of fun digging in and seeing where we differ even within a tiered system like this so definitely check it out and see where you come out on it as well i'm sure i'd love to talk about it on twitter uh just as long as you're not complaining about dk metcalf's agility he's a very fun person to talk to so check him out at jake anderson ff on twitter thanks again and we will both hopefully next time talk to you here at the crossroads next week Thanks again. Bye. You're at the dynasty crossroads that film and analytics create. The dynasty crossroads that film and analytics create. Peter crunches numbers and Jake just grinds that tape. Dynasty Crossroads, where film is everything. The Dynasty Crossroads, where numbers are the king. There may not be consensus, but we'll give you everything.